Welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we'll be discussing toilet paper. One ply versus two ply, texture, uh, what brands are better than the others, colors. I mean, color doesn't really matter, but. It does matter. Well, I don't know about Color. And it does matter. You, it does matter. It does matter. Volume, uh, or not, well, uh, diam- uh, 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 dimensions. 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 Um, these are all things to consider when buying when toilet paper. When purchasing toilet paper. When purchasing toilet paper. And we'll get into all that. But first, uh, station business. So we got a couple things to announce. One is uh, we have a show uh, on Thursday, August 31st. This is next week. It's a little person show. If you hear chewing, sorry, I'm chewing a mento right now. Me too. Um, but you should stop. That's my last one, though. I mean, as this is my last one. Um, but um, it kind of sounds funny, though. Anyway, um, we got a little we person a show, show, August 31st, Thursday, at Gold Sounds in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York, New York. Um, and we go on at... We're going first. Doors open at 7.30. Be there or be square, as they and say. And we're on first, just so you know. So you better be there by 7.30. Right. Or else you're, you know, or else you're, you, you know. I mean, okay, we're on at 8 p.m., so just letting you know. Be there by 7.30. That'd be, that'd be cool. Um, Going to be a fun show. You know, we're doing a cool set, some new songs. Right. Uh, later on in September, September 14th, is that the correct date? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're playing at... We have another little person show at uh, Lantern Hall. Lantern Hall, that's in Brooklyn. Also Brooklyn, I think Williamsburg-ish. Right. East Williamsburg. Um, that's going to be a cool show. We're going to do a longer set, and uh, our friend Joshua Cook is going to be joining us on the bill. On the bill, right? He's not joining us with our band, but he's going to be joining us on the bill. And um, um, So that'd be cool. That should be a fun show. Also, just an announcement. Well, uh, no, not just an announcement. It's an exciting announcement. I know, okay, but it's just an announcement because it's going to be, it's not going to start for another month. Oh, actually, no, less it's, than a month it, now. No, but it's an exciting okay, announcement. exciting announcement. We uh, have a new, we have a new monthly, monthly long. No, not monthly long. I mean, new a month, monthly, new month. No, let me just say it. We have a new monthly comedy and a little music uh, show. At um, every third Monday, every third Monday uh, of, of the month, month of every month, starting September eighteenth, at uh, under St. Mark's Theater in the East in Village. the East Village in Manhattan, uh, and uh, starts at nine p.m. Starts at nine p.m. Sharp, sharp. So don't be late. Uh, you won't want to be late to this one because it's going to be a very well, or special, any of them, but or any of them because we have very special comedians on the show. Uh, a very well-known we, ones. We and have especially this first lineup is going to be really off the Richter scale. We've got some, we've got uh, some really cool people on. We've got Matt Ruby. We've got Joe, Joe Firestone. Firestone. We've Aparna, got Aparna Nonsherla. And, and we've, we've got TJ Miller. That's going to be really exciting. exciting. Um, if you're um, not familiar with any of them, look, I, I, I uh, encourage you to look them up. Look up their comedy online. Um, um, you know, Matt Ruby's a really funny guy. Uh, Joe Firestone, she's really unique and uh, interesting. She's she's currently a writer for the Tonight Show. 
with Jimmy Fallon. Aparna, also, Aparna Nancherla, also very, you know, quirky kind of sense of humor, like her a lot. She's written for, she's been on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers before. She's been on Conan. Um, and she's a she's very written funny for girl. a lot of other programs as well, um, and, including that Seth Meyers show. Right. And, I, you, you know, you're going to even see more of her name, you know, I'd say in the, in the near future. I yeah. Would say. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then of then, course, TJ Miller, I, I don't, and if you don't know him, then you better get your, yourself out of your butt right now because, um, you know, that's, he's, you know, obviously, you know, him from Silicon Valley, um, you know, the emoji movie. He was, he's in the Gore Burger show. He, uh, Anyway, what he else? also has a new special Yogi Bear out. 3D. Okay, um, he also has a new special new, out on HBO. You know, Office Christmas right now. Party. He's going to be in the new Steven Spielberg movie, Ready Player All right, one. we don't have to say all their credits all the well, time. Well, you know, now. just get people excited for this show, because we're excited for this show. Sure, but, you know, they... Sh- I mean, come on, if you don't know who TJ Miller is... Tickets are on sale now at maxandnicky.com slash vintage-basement. Correct. Um... Um, also available also you at can horsetrade.info. Right. I mean, although you'll have to do a little searching on that site. But go to Horsetrade. It, it is produced, co-produced by, well, us, and hor- with Horse Trade Theater Group. Yeah. Um, they, they're they the ones that kind of, they they uh, administer and... Um, oh, they don't need to know this. Facilitate the two theater. There's... The oh, Max, the you, they don't, really don't need to know this. And Crane Theater. Oh, man. Uh, and then also cool co-produced uh, by, by Learn, Learn From, from Me Comedy, Comedy, which is run by our close friend, uh, Jeff Zamaria. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be helping us book this show throughout the, uh, you know, well, as long as we go, as long as we do this show. It's going to be a fun show. Max and I will be doing some music and comedy on the show. Right. So it's mainly comedy, as we have four comics on the show, and we'll be doing comedy as well, but we'll additionally be doing a little music. We'll always open and close with song. So anyway, come out to that. Tickets are very reasonably priced at $7 in advance online and $10 at the door. Uh, And considering the lineup, that's just, you know, unbelievable, in my opinion. And we will have lineups like this for every show, you know? Right. So, anyway, enough about that. Uh, We have some things to discuss before we get into our main topic. First off is Game of Thrones, as we have been doing uh, for this season, and then also next season we'll do it again. We only have one more episode coming up left, the season finale. in general, I gotta say... Seven episodes only this season. It's already a bit of a jip in that sense. But also, like, I just haven't been too happy with the season in general. They haven't... Each episode should have been, since it's a truncated season, each episode should have been, like, big balls wow, you know? And it hasn't been big balls wow. Well, but also, it's not even that. It's also... The writing is pretty, you know, mediocre to bad sometimes on on this new season. Um, They've been... Hastening a lot of uh, plot points, and I mean, I understand they have to quicken things up because it's almost the, the last season. That's but, one of the biggest complaints the, is is people seem to teleport from one place to another, you know, right in the and, matter of of minutes. When usually when the series started, they things would happen to people during their journeys from one end of Westeros to the other end. You know, it, it would take at least a month to do that journey yeah and, and i know i understand there was a lot to, of growing i know, you know they have to quicken things up but it just 
that was why I liked the series in the first place was they took their time and patience and I just they're not considering that aspect of why people like that show in these seasons and it to me it's become it's still entertaining nevertheless I will give you that but well except for some of the episodes the first three I wasn't super entertained by but I mean somewhat the fourth episode by okay, the way okay, it was very okay, good okay but um, it's kind of gone the way of Hollywood style of it's, writing. It's like my friend noted current Hollywood. It's my like my friend noted it. It's kind of like a J.J. Abrams movie now, um, right. where it's it's uh, ostensibly it's entertaining, but when the you moment think about you, it, the more, mo- moment you finish the episode and you start thinking about it, you realize how many contrivances and plot holes there are, and how not everything adds up, and how really the writing has suffered. Right. I think of it, well, not just J.J. Abrams, but also, uh, you know, what's in Christ, Christopher Nolan. Oh, definitely kind of like a Christopher Nolan Christopher thing. Nolan, I think more. Except I, I actually, a lot of times, don't even find Christopher Nolan's movies entertaining while I'm watching them. You know, I feel like a lot of his movies are hard for me to watch. One of the biggest reasons is he overuses music so much and... This, the music is always so loud that it, it literally bothers my body watching his movies. I can't even sit there in the theater watching Christopher Nolan's movies. Well, also, the he music has is all so these loud. like very quick edits and stuff. I, I don't really Yeah, like it's almost that. hard to follow what's it's going on. hard to follow on. what's going on the screen. Um, anyway, that's another topic. Um, we've already just, I think we've covered that kind of a thing no, before. No, I mean, uh, we've covered overuse of music, but uh, right. yeah, I guess maybe we've covered it to a de- decree. Anyway... Um, so with that said though, um, the last couple episodes have been entertaining for sure. Sure. In the last, in, in Game of Thrones, but let's talk about this last episode. I mean, the so, whole idea of this last episode is very far-fetched and actually it could actually be one of the most poorly written Game of Thrones episodes of perhaps, all time. Although we are thinking I mean, that some of these contrivances may, what seemingly are contrived things or, or the writing might seem contrived, although maybe they might have a purpose. They might have them. a purpose for that. But later. isn't that bad writing to manipulate us into thinking that it's bad writing? I mean, you I know, know, it's kind it's of a weird. Kind of, they thing. never They've had never to done do that, that before. They never yeah. had to do that before to convince us that right. it's a good now, show. I, to begin with, I thought it was kind of cool though that you had these guys. Uh, as somebody pointed out, it was like the Dirty Dozen kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. That these guys going beyond the wall to fight. Oh, by the way, for a spoiler alert: um, if you haven't watched the latest episode of Game of Thrones, uh, skip ahead um, f- uh, five minutes or so. Um, but then we're going to talk about the latest episode of Twin Peaks. So right. if you haven't watched that either, skip ahead another five minutes. Um, right. So anyway, uh, so they're out, you know, beyond the wall. Uh, and it's these these guys that, uh, you know, in the past have not gotten along, or right. some they of them might have, have, hated, have everyone re- reason to like hate each other. Uh, or some of them do, but they're kind of they you know, set aside their forces, differences, joining forces for to, the the good of mankind. Yeah, basically. set aside their differences for for the greater, which good. is kind of a symbol for the whole of Westeros. You know what they're going to need to do basically against right. the White Walkers, and that's kind of a cool idea. Um, and I, I did kind of like the conversations that the guys would be having, actually. I liked that. Sure. You know, Tormund is always, I like Tormund. I like what he has to say all the sure. time. Now, I, I will say, okay, so, I mean, I don't know if we should pick apart every single plot detail because there, there are definitely a lot of, like, plot holes. Okay, first off, let's just say it is a bit contrived in that 
these, I don't know how many of them are there to start with, but all the guys that seem to die except towards the end of the episode, Thoris Amur dies. Right, he dies, but that, not due to any attack, well, kind of to an attack, but anyway, most of the guys that keep dying are all these, uh, you know, free folk. That we never even that we don't know we didn't even know they were in the group right they're not main characters and yet they keep dying and it's like okay none of the main characters are dying here it just seems and I know you want to save them obviously but it just seems a little contrived you know that the only people dying are these guys you know and also I mean well we could obviously state the obvious is which is the whole plan to go capture a white walker to bring back to Cersei Lannister. Or a white. Or white, as they call him, because a white walker is the one who controls the, the, the white. Um, but the whole plan is so far-fetched, and it seems like a terrible idea. Like, it, it's Tyrion's plan, and it seems like Tyrion would know better to not try to appeal to Cersei Lannister's humanity, because he knows very well that she has little or no humanity, you know? But perhaps he has some ulterior motive... With that said, though, I don't... But then nobody why, else, why would anybody else agree to that? Right, like, and know? it seems like, wouldn't he tell that to his plan if he has an ulterior motive to anybody else? I just don't quite understand that. It just seems like, I don't know, that's not convincing enough. Maybe it is, I don't know. No, but, I don't know, it isn't, actually. But there's, you know, there's other things, too, like, you know, when they finally do encounter the White Walkers, like... um why did, you know, why didn't the Night King just kill them all with his spears before Daenerys well, Targaryen okay, got there? Well, okay, here's the thing about that. I mean, there could be a reason for There's that. There's a reason behind that. And also, he's never had the spears before. Why did all of them have these spears? I think They're planning for Daenerys. He, I think that he... There's... A theory going around, by the way, that Bran is the Night King, actually. Sure, which is a very interesting... Or the Night King is Basically, Bran. Basically, my, my whole thing is, um, if some of these theories don't happen, or if some of these theories do happen, then it will justify some of these plot holes and contrivances that happen in this episode, um, making this episode not as poorly written as we might think. But if it doesn't end up like that, then it'll be like... If, if some of these theories don't come true, like Bran not being the Night King, then it'll be like just really dumb, you know? I, I mean, it's hard for us to grasp how these writers who used to write good episodes could just overlook so many. I wonder how George R.R. R. Martin feels about these episodes, how they're written. I mean, he's clearly he's writing the books right now, so it seems like he's not overseeing the writing as much, or he's not overseeing it at all, actually. And I think that is to the detriment of the writing. Now, yeah, so there's that. There's Detriment also, of the writing of the show. Right. Um, there's also, like, uh, what was I going to say? Well, yeah, I mean, why does Daenerys come with all three of her dragons when she only came with one when she was going to go fight, fight the, the Lannisters? Although she did also have the army of the Dothraki as well. I know, but why she didn't even, as somebody uh, pointed out, um, you know, when Gendry somehow, you know, gets to by the way the East Watch really, really fast. Right. It seems without so ever weird. having known right. the snow before. That's another thing about like time not really making sense. It took them a while to get to where they were, apparently, and then it took them so quickly to get back to the wall. 
It just seems so weird. And why did they send Gendry? Like who's never John been north Sno- of the wall? Right. Never and John been Snow is like north before. You're the quickest one. It's like since when? Who whoever knew he was quick? I don't understand that. Anyway, so stupid. So they sent him, and they sent him before he's seen all how large the army of the White Walkers were. So there's no way for him to tell Daenerys, oh, they're surrounded by all of these big White Walkers, or like this big army of White Walkers. So it's like, why would she assume that there's going to be a lot of them? Why would she bring all three dragons? You know, I mean, she's risking... She should even just bring two. Right. Uh, one she, is enough, you she know? Just, like, obviously, you know, Tyrion's telling her, like, I don't want to ri- you to risk our life. I actually thought Tyrion was actually good in his acting. Like, then it's, there's no point to it at all if you're going to die. And yet she risks taking all three dragons, and she's, like, talking about how they're her children. It's like, why would you bring them all in? I don't know. It's just crazy. It does seem a little... that Now, that seems now that very contrived. Con- contrived no matter what. No matter what. Even any theory that happens. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and if she just bring... Uh, and why did she bring Drogon? Drogon, first, who's, who's her, the biggest, the biggest one, one. And, yeah. you know, uh, she should have brought, like, you know, Vis- Viseron or... Wait, why does she... Let me ask you this. Why is it that can she ride all three of them, or she can only ride Drogon? No, I'm sure she could ride all three of them. Anyway, so it it seems kind of weird that also, by the way, uh, it, it debunked any theories about certain things about you know John's. I mean, well, not debunk, but no, it doesn't. No, but, no, I'm not. You're wrong. Let me about just this. finish. I know what you're gonna say. You know, before we were talking about how. Oh, Tyrion touching the dragon means something. That doesn't debunk anything. How does it not debunk anything? Because all those guys were able to get onto the dragon. I know, but oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Basically, before I was like, oh, Tyrion is able to touch the dragon. That might mean that he's a Targaryen. Jon and Jon Snow, Snow, which it seems clear that he's a half Targaryen, but. Uh, Clearly, at the end of the episode, all of these guys were helped onto the dragon, and you know. I, anyway, that's a thing, which is yeah, it's weird. Although I will say, maybe it's because Daenerys was with them. Like, sure, maybe, maybe. But that is a little strange. Although one part that was exciting, and it was like I, I thought Tormund was gonna die. I, str- you know, Tormund seemed like he was about to die, and then he was saved by the Hound, Sandor Clegane, and I was like. It would have been something if he died, but I, I kind, I didn't want him well, to die. Well, you know though, why? Too. Because it seemed to foreshadow earlier on in the episode. He's talking about having one hand to have babies, big babies with Brienne of Toth, or Tarth, Toth, Tarth, and you know, usually when people talk about their futures that they wish they have, um, it kind of foreshadows doom for them in, later on the episode. Um, so. It was weird that they played against that. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously maybe the Night King has a plan or else he would have just, you know, killed Drogon, the one that they were all getting on top of. Not only that. The one that is static, one that's not moving, and the one that would be easier to hit. Right, there's that. And also, if there is no plan... No plan. Why didn't he just kill all those guys on the island before Daenerys even got there? Right. But now, the point is, I though, guess it seems that he does. He's more strategic. I think he, even if he, uh, even if it, he's not Bran, I think there is something to be said about him, uh, like being kind of strategic and 
waiting things out a little bit and trying to look upon things and right. not he's making a, any hasty decisions. He's lived about. for thousands of years and he's right. experienced a right lot of because when we first see him with uh, you know in that battle at Hardhome, 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 uh, he kind of looks upon John and it, there's a certain well, you know. You know, eeriness and like, why doesn't he doesn't do anything? Really, well, it's, you, know? you know, some people think that is Bran because he is Bran. It's like if Bran, I mean, Bran better be the Night King. And there's a lot of ways in Bran. I mean, if you if you don't understand how Bran could be the Night King, I mean, basically just look this theory up. He, you know, obviously he's able to look out into the past. You know, the Night King is able to see Bran in his visions while Bran is having them. So the Night King also ha- is a greensayer also, as they call him. What's a greensayer? Basically like a soothsayer, but they call him a greensayer. When did they ever use that term? They use that. When? Oh, when he's talking with the three-eyed raven. And so the Night King basically is essentially Bran warged into the first man who eventually became the Night King. No, and one of the first men, not the first no, man. the first Man, the, the I mean, sorry, not yeah, sorry. The first guy who the became first a white guy walker. became the White Walker, and that was the Night King. And people, uh, I don't know. Anyway, there's a whole thing that Bran becomes that, and he gets stuck as the Night King, and so yeah, something but, like that. There's a whole thing, and it's very interesting. Um, but this whole episode seems to be set up. Ju- seems to have been set up just so they could end the episode with a dragon becoming a White Walker too. Right, um, which is kind of stupid to me because it was like the whole idea of her bringing these all three dragons was just kind of dumb. Actually, dumb. You know, it was like okay, so this is how you're going to get another dragon to be also, um, you know, a White Walker. Also, well, uh, there's these chains too. I mean, people no, argue. No, that's stupid. Well, I don't. I don't I, no, 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 no. I, I don't. I, I can see. Although the, I can see feasible that they got these chains from Hardhome, which was like a main port area for boats and stuff, but I don't, it's not really clearly explained how they would have gone underwater to tie these chains around the dragon, the dead dragon, to pull him out of the water, because they make it pretty clear that the White Walkers, or the Whites, can't go into water, so how did they go into the water to tie these well, chains around? Well, I was talking with somebody about it. No, you were talking to me about it. No, I was talking to somebody at work about it. Now, what it could be is that, um, it's not that the water hurts them. It's just that when you're battling somebody and you're coming from underwater, it's a bad plan, actually, to be coming from... They're, you're going to easily be killed, you know? So they don't want to go in the water, you know? Otherwise, they're going to be attacked. No, the way... But the way they show it in the show, uh, on this last episode, is you get right. a lot of these White Walkers yeah, just or Whites just falling in the water, and they just drown basically now right, it, it seems like whole, they don't yeah it could be one could argue that it is a whole setup by the it's night whole king to make the them king. think that they can't swim because like right he wants them to believe that for some reason right and it better be because otherwise it's very contrived even but it, it it's still contrived even because i i, I don't know i just don't it's well, not, it's not it's it's it doesn't it's it's off-putting you know right right uh, anyway, it was also it was sad to see what's his face die. Uh, what's the name? The guy who kept con- coming to life or kept uh, oh, the Thoros priest. of Myrrh. Thoros of Myrrh. He died. Well, he didn't. He brought people. He brought. No, I know. I was gonna say uh, because now what's his face can't come back alive. Oh uh, well, 
it's interesting. They make a point. It's sort of a religious reference. Um, Beric Dondarrion or whatever his last name is. Dondarrion. He was brought back six times by Thoris of Myrrh, meaning that he's on his seventh life. And so seven is a very... Uh, seven. Well, yeah, but it's, it, you know, it's a religious... It's a religious number in a lot of ways if you look at the book of Genesis and things like that, you know. Well, no duh, okay. But seven days of the week, you rest on the seventh day, blah, blah, blah. And it's repeated throughout, you know, you know the Bible. Anyway, um, enough about Game of Thrones. I'm still excited to see what happens in the next episode. You're going to get a lot of people look, I'm coming a- together that haven't seen each other in a long time. Right, it's Some very interesting. Some people Daenerys meeting Cersei for the first time, perhaps. Also, Tyrion seeing Cersei in not a while well, Also, either. the Hound possibly seeing the Mountain. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Also, you know, just it's too bad Thoros of Myrrh is not going to be there because... In the first episode or something like that, or the first couple episodes, I remember Jamie Lannister and this other guy, one of Ned Stark's like uh, friends, they were talking about how they re- they remembered Thoros of Myrrh going to the Battle of Pike with this flaming sword, and they were laughing about it. And it'd be it'd be cool to see Jamie Lannister see Thoros of Myrrh again, and be like, oh my god, this is the legend, right? Because uh, as um, what's his name, Ian Gillen's character, what was his name again? Uh, Jorah Marmont? Jorah Marmont was talking to him, you know, outside, beyond the wall and saying, you I were thought the, you were, I the, thought bravest. You were the bravest person I had ever seen. And he's like, no, just the drunkest. And it's an interesting, it's like he's considered a very good warrior, that guy, by well, a lot of people. And, and I feel like he's just being modest, by the way, when he says just the drunkest. Probably, yeah. Um, which is... But he was a drunk, though. That That is true, actually. It's true, but... I mean, but... I don't understand. How do they get these flaming swords, though? What is the deal with that? You know, I've been looking it up, and I can't really find an ex- explanation other than that the light, the god of light uh, allows, allows them to do, them that, to do but that. Then how... So, in other words, when what he was doing when he was doing the Battle of Pike, that was basically... Now he could do that, uh, like, immediately, you know, instantaneously or something? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, we'll have to look that up. Anyway, enough about Game of Thrones. Excited to see the next one. Um... Now, uh, man, we really talked a long time about that, but let's talk briefly about Twin Peaks. Right. This was an interesting episode uh, in a lot of ways. There was one contrivance in it that I didn't like, um, and that was... Well, we'll get to it in a second. It's a very weird episode. A lot of things happened that right. started put puzzle pieces together. Now, um, one thing that was finally resolved is... Uh, Norma, Norma and, Big Ed, and Big Ed finally get together. Uh, and that all seems to be years. a happy ending. Right. Nadine tells, sets him free. I think she's a good actress, too. I think she's funny. Well, um, anyway, the, right. the woman that plays her. Now, uh, an interesting thing is also um, Coop, or, you know, this other Coop who might be Bob in Coop's body. Where actually, here's the thing. When he meets... Uh, that talking thing that is supposed to be David Bowie's character. What's his name uh, again? Uh, uh, Philip Jeffries. Philip Jeffries. It's like this talking thing or whatever. It seems like that actually might be cool. Like the way he's talking, because he he knows what had happened in there when he met, saw Philip Jeffries years ago, and it makes you think. Maybe that it, it would be weird if that actually is Coop. I, I, I don't. Stop, Dale Cooper. Stop calling him the Coop. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't agree with it's you. Probably not. Because and I think actually, they make a point in. I think it's Fire Walk with Me or the end of Twin Peaks or in the beginning of this series 
they show a picture, they show an image of Bob and the evil Del Cooper laughing together. It's a very scary image. And like, that's a thing, you know? Well, anyway, I think, yeah, I don't, I think also that Philip Jeffries thing or whatever it is he's become now, uh, I think he was testing him because I don't think he quite knew all these things. Like this number that he gives him, I think, like the real Del Cooper should have known that, I think. And that's why he disappears. Um, well, I mean, also, something. I don't know what that whole area. The the it's a fair the the infamous convenience store, as Brent points out. They talk about it. What do you mean the infamous convenience? Well, store? why is so, it infamous? Well, in episode eight. Oh yeah, uh, that's well, the convenience that. store. But yeah. also, um, they apparently I, I don't remember this, but they talk. Uh, Philip Jeffries talks about the convenience store in Firewalk with me. Well, it seems like they had extra footage, actually, even this no, time. I know. Well, they did. Of, it seems that they shot uh, back in the day, right? But, but in the actual movie, he talks about the convenience store, and that's a thing. And so now we're finally see- these these otherworldly monster-looking types uh, are very scary-looking, and they're just leading you know the evil Del Cooper back to see. Now Philip it's interesting because. I don't. It's weird that he ends up showing up, but the son of Audrey Audrey also could be the son. Also, is maybe the son of this evil Del Cooper. uh, Well, he's been following him. Who's been following him? Richard Horn is who's the. He's been following him. How really? He was in the. He was in the episode when he the 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 arm wrestling. He was. Oh, he was there. You don't remember? He was there. I don't remember. He like shows up. Um, watching him from like the back. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, and so oh, okay. he's been following him this whole time. Oh, interesting. So that's probably also I why you don't remember that. It's probably why he's also messed up too, is because it would make sense if he's like the son of this evil guy, because that's why he's all messed up. And so I was talking with our older brother last night, and he was pointing out some theories that our friend Jacob had about Sarah Palmer and why she's all weird. And um, one could be basically she could be mother. Well, or, well, no, no, well, it could be that. But also, you know how in episode eight, how you know that girl she falls asleep and the little bug goes into her mouth. Wait, episode eight. Wait, I know that's the the, the that episode, but what you know? Girl oh, falls asleep. God, man, how do you not remember this stuff? It's so fresh. Ah, I don't know. I, to be honest, it's because there's a lot of no, been but, a lot of boring no, I know, stuff in Peaks. So this far. was like. Part of the interesting part of that episode was, you know, there was this couple, right? And she was listening to the radio, and she falls asleep. Yeah. Oh, my God, Max. It's like, I can't believe you can't remember this. This is like a major part of that episode. Like, they spend a lot, long time on this couple. Like, that, that was such a scary image of this girl falling asleep and the little bug thing going into her mouth. Uh, maybe I got to rewatch oh it. Oh, my God. Oh. I remember a bug going into somebody's mouth, but I don't really quite remember oh what's happening. Oh, my God. Happened. How do you not remember that? That It's like, if you can't remember that, you're not going to understand things. Like, Well, because, to be honest, he takes no, too but, much time No, on no, no, no. That wasn't a boring part of the episode. That was a scary part. Uh, was it in the first half or the second half? It was it? in the second half. It was at the end of the episode. I'll have to rewatch you know, it. Okay, do you remember the guy crushing... The people's heads yeah. and the DJ yeah. in the radio station. Yeah, that was scary. Okay, she's listening to that radio station. Oh, right, 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 right. Like right, when right. he's he, the guy is goes on the radio and mm-hmm. starts repeating this, you know, 
creed or whatever, and she's listening to that. It makes her fall asleep, and the, this bug goes into her mouth. Right, right. Oh, so right, Jacob right, says right, that right, that right. is probably Sarah Palmer. Oh, interesting. And basically, we, we've always, we don't really know that much about Sarah Palmer, and she's always kind of acted weird, you know? And so the whole plan, it could have all been a setup not a setup, but it could all been a part of this greater plan that Sarah Palmer was to marry Leland Palmer and have this daughter who was weird and very promiscuous and that well, basically... Well, she wasn't it, weird it, was, it, seemed pre, mean, it seemed predetermined that Laura Palmer would be this the, the girl that kind of sparked this whole town into chaos, basically, you know? And so it's very interesting theory. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, I almost kind of want to rewatch that part of the episode of episode eight to see what if they give a name to that girl, you know. Interesting. Uh, um, anyway, toward the end of the episode, uh, this is was a bit of a contrivance in my opinion. Is that Dale, uh, Dougie Jones is like eating chocolate cake and he turns on the TV and he happens to turn on, uh, it happens to show Sunset Boulevard. Right at the moment when they say the name Gordon Cole, which is like, oh, they do. Did you not watch this episode? At I all? did, but I didn't know. I thought there was someone in the background that he saw. I didn't. It's hear. almost like it's almost like. I wasn't have you been watching any of the show? It's like what the hell? I, have, I just didn't know that he said Gordon Cole. I wasn't paying attention to that. That was like such. How do you think he he it incited him to repeat Gordon Cole? Oh. Maybe I remember. I gotta watch it again. I oh guess. my god, it's so annoying. Actually, this is this is like I have a problem when people are like this when they're not paying attention to the details. It's not my fault. Not this episode was not boring. I know, but I kind of was looking because he does a lot of stuff with images a lot of times, and I was kind of looking at the picture because there's he he there's like a, an image in the background I thought it was looking at or something. Oh my know. God, you gotta be kidding. This is like Laura, actually. It's like talking to Laura who doesn't remember things, you know? Laura's our sister. Um, dude, that was like what sparked him to keep saying Gordon Cole, Gordon Cole. And and basically, there's this moment in Sunset Boulevard where they mention the name Gordon Cole. Cecil B. of the Mill says Gordon Cole. And Brennan and I thought, oh, this is so contrived. Like, he happens to turn on the exact moment of this movie where he says Gordon Cole. I mean, that just seems too coincidental. Well, it's not as coincidental. Because if everything's predetermined, then it's no, like, no, but usually they, they would, there would be some weird explanation like Mike, you know, led him to turn it on at that moment. Um, anyway, so that was contrived. Now, an interesting thing is, you know, at the end of this episode, toward the end, he he like puts this fork into the socket and it electrocutes him, and um, Naomi Watts screams. Now, at the way end of the episode, uh, Charlene Yee, the actress Charlene Yee, or comedian Charlene Yee, she's in the episode, and she's sitting in the the roadhouse. Yes, or, and she uh, she gets kicked out of her seat by these thugs, and she falls on the ground. She starts crawling, much like Dale Cooper or Dougie Jones was. And then she crawls, and eventually she starts screaming. Now, it's very interesting. Somebody put these scenes side by side of them crawling, and it times up exactly perfectly the amount of time that they crawl on the floor to when Charlene Yee screams and, and Naomi when Watts Naomi Watts screams. screams. It times out exactly perfectly, wow, that's which is very interesting. 
I, I don't know what it means, but it's kind of cool. Anyway. All right. Anyway, we've talked way too much about not twin, the main twin, topic. Twin Peaks, by the way, almost over. Two, two more weekends. Very excited. Um, okay. We might need to edit some of this out. Okay. Because it went on for a long time. Anyway, uh, toilet paper. Okay. Now let's get into it. Now what's better, one ply or two ply? Let's, that's the first. Two ply. I think one ply is. I don't. Here's why I think that. This is Max speaking. Um, first of all, it's better for your toilet, by the way. They say to use one ply. If you have a toilet that's not very good at flushing, you should use one toilet, one ply. Also, one ply, you know, people think, oh, I need something thicker. Then just use two pieces of toilet paper. No. Here's no, a, no, no let me no, finish no. why I think one ply is better than two ply because usually on one ply, you actually get more toilet paper on the roll. In, in all, actually, than two-ply. And in addition, I don't know about that. it's kind of deceiving because when I, you know, fold up my tissue to wipe, um, I actually, I don't like it so that the two pieces of paper are right on top of each other like that. I kind of do it in my own certain manner. Well, I guess it is ends up being like that in a way, but it's folded in a certain manner that I don't like that, there's two... Anyway, it just seems like I would be more wasteful when I have two-ply. Well, you might be, but I feel like I'd be more wasteful if I had one-ply. No. I feel like I'd be trying to use more to compensate for the fact that it's not two-ply. No, no, So no, two-ply, two no. I like two-ply more because, you know, you just get one square and you fold that up and that's no, enough. Because and, and, it's the surface no. area. It's the surface area. In other words, one-ply... You you're the, have the option of creating two different plies, having more surface area as opposed to one ply as opposed to a two ply no, that has less surface area because they're does, stuck together. That doesn't make sense to me at all. How does that, that make sense? How is the surface area different? How does that not make any sense? It doesn't to you? make sense to me. Then you don't understand surface area. Then how I, I okay? Just, let me explain to you how surface area works. Okay? No, I I don't understand Let's what say you you're have, saying. You have two separate plies, okay. right? So you have one ply and another one ply side by side. That takes up more surface area than a two-ply sheet. That's How just, do, okay. You understand? But you're, I'm always going to fold it over anyway. Do you not understand that? That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. No, but I'm not going to use one ply of a one-ply toilet paper. I'm always going to try to turn it into two-ply on my own. So that's that's just another step I have to take, No, basically. but there's something about it. takes it, longer. It's, it's arduous. Not, it's not because... Here's the thing I also about two ply is the two different plies are actually thinner than one ply. Is that true? I believe it's I true. I don't believe it's I true. I believe it's true. I don't believe it's true. It's usually always thinner. Also, another thing, okay, first of all, um, and I contend I, I, still never, that whenever it's I've one never, ply, you always get more. You I've, always get more tissue, I don't, actually. I don't agree. Look I, it up. Also, Look one up. ply, I always, I've never come across a one ply that doesn't break up on me. Like uh, a one it, ply? It, yeah, it, it, it breaks up, a one ply. No. Yes. I mean, it breaks up, all tissue breaks up on me, actually. No. Because not me. Okay, not me. If you want to talk about texture and stuff and breaking up. And this is, this is mainly after putting water on it. Because, you, know, you know, usually we, we put a little water on at, at, at a certain point in wiping, you know, to loose up any residue that might be on there. You know, that's the thing about a lot of people, they don't wipe well enough, I think. And this ultimately sometimes leads to people having stink butt, 
which is a, a thing, you know. I don't know how they can walk around like that. Right. You know, and it, when you're in a pub, when you're in a public restroom, you kind of have to just you have to do your best to wipe without you know. But water, water you should. But if I you can you have water. Use it. Unless you're going to just take a shower right afterwards. No, I still don't like that. You don't want this, you know, I agree. residue going down. The, I agree. I agree. Your shower. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Although at the same time, it should be noted that it, really in your butthole, though, there is certain bacteria that actually fight off against things that what might create an infection. Actually, there's, uh, what is it called? Um, oh, I forget what it's called, but... Uh, there is, there's certain things in there that's kind of like it's it's an antibacterial for your that your body produces that so that your body doesn't uh, so you don't really get infections down uh, up there you know so in a, in a, in a way well anyway let's just move on to so we're saying so is we're, we're wiping saying, away we're talking, some of the bacteria maybe if we're too thorough well maybe that could be fighting against any fungal things going on perhaps. well I, I don't know about that I, the thing is it's kind of like though you kind of want to wipe those you're going to get it on your, your your underwear or something anyway anyway the point is let's get back to breaking up now now the tech you know no, oh, oh, what I is the ideal say- what would I ideally like actually but you can't put it down unfortunately I wish they made a material that is as strong but can also be ripped up in the, in the flusher very well very good is Kleenex type of toilet paper. Kleenex type, I like that. That's the softest one because it's for your nose usually. Well, and also, it doesn't break up as easily. Well, let me tell you what. Trader Joe's, you know, tissue blowing for blowing your nose, it can also be used for wiping your butt. What? It says on the box. Get out. It says, for... for uh, I'm there when you need to blow your nose. I'm there when you run out of toilet paper. Get it out. says that on there. But can it really be thrown out on the... I think so. Trader Joe's, they use like, you know, you know, stuff that's safe for the planet and stuff like that. You know? It's not about being safe for the planet. It's just, it might not rip up as... that. The reason why toilet paper at, oftentimes rips up easily is because it needs to or else it's going to clog your toilet. Now, okay, look... Obviously, I prefer two-ply. Max prefers one-ply. I didn't really get to say why I prefer two-ply. Why I, do you prefer two-ply? Yes, you do. it has a certain thickness that I only have to use one sheet at a time. I can fold it up, and even if you put water on it, it won't, it won't just break up so easily. It's, and, and Okay, but it also de- it really depends on the texture of the toilet paper, no matter what. It depends on the toilet. So, first of all, I need two-ply, and I need a certain texture, and I'll tell you what t- uh, the best texture is, and I can only go by name brands, is, um, is Walgreens, they sell their, their, their brand. Nice, nice is the brand. N- no, it's not nice. Nice is not good. That's the brand you use. No, it's not. Nice is a different brand. I think nice actually breaks up too easily. I don't like nice. Maybe, nice really yeah. is, is too linty. It breaks up too easily. Now, the brand, I don't know what it's called, but it's in a yellow package. I think that's nice. No, it's not. It's not. It's really not. It's really, it's like tough. It's tough. Oh, right. right it's tough. Right, it's T-U-F. Right. No, and, T-U-F-F? No, it's just T-U-F. Anyway, tough. They, I think it's called tough. They, that, now, sometimes they change their texture, but sometimes it's just the right texture right now. I, they're, it's at a good point right now. I like the text they're using. It doesn't break up on you, especially when you put water on the on the toilet paper. And 
you know, when it, when it breaks up on you, you get all this lint up your crack, and you don't like that, you know, and you have to act you extra cleaning to get that out. Anyway, it's just the whole thing. That's why I like the Kleenex most because it it breaks up the the it, it doesn't break up as now. What as you could good. do is well, you could, you know, what we used to do when we grew up is we had a, a septic tank, septic septic, septic tank. tank, and we weren't allowed to put too much toilet. too much toilet paper in the toilet. So we had to put it in a you know disposable bag, and that way you could use anything you want, any texture you wanted, sure. and then you could just throw that in the trash, like the you know garbage cans upstairs afterward, you know. Right, but uh, well, anyway, we don't. It's do not that convenient, any, but right, we don't do that anymore. Um, you know, we have our own place, and it has a sewer system. Anyway, uh, sewer line, sewer line. Now, here's the thing about it, though, is. Uh, I, you know, the texture, I'm not huge on like, I'm not that, uh, I don't have that many problems with texture actually, to be honest. What? Uh, Are you crazy? Why? Oh my God. Some of them hurt. Like, I know you like Scott or Brent and Laura like Scott. No, I don't, I don't, I don't use Scott. I don't like Scott. I don't use it Scott. Hurts. It's too, it's, it, it's like using paper towels, you know, I, it, it's not soft enough. I don't like that. I, I don't, I don't use Scott. Um, Reason being, actually, I don't use Scott is because it's more expensive. Now, if you really wanted to economize here, um, the best you can actually. Nikki has this one ply of Walgreens. Now, I get another no, not thing, one ply, it's two ply, two ply rather. I get the Walgreens one ply, which is a different thing altogether. You get a thousand sheets per. That's roll. not Walgreens called Big Roll. I know, but only Walgreens has that. Are you sure about that? Yeah, it doesn't have it at Rite Aid. Um, they have their own thing. Now, Big Roll has a 1,000 sheets per roll. They have that for Scott, too, which is one ply, but it's more expensive. I would get Scott if it was, if it was as, you know, you get 10 for $5. That's a great deal. And I also look at the, um, something to con- consider when you're trying to economize. And it's also, if you want to talk about folding and what gets the most surface area is you actually look, they have the I dimensions the and they have the dimensions on the package. And I look at those things, especially when I'm trying to economize. And it turns out to me that it, it depends, depending on sometimes Nikki's brand, I might get that because it, I might, it, it might be more economical, but sometimes I get mine, usually mine, because usually mine is actually the least expensive. Well, but here's the thing. Overall, it's it's a matter of like saving sense and between those two brands and I'm gonna go with what I prefer, which is I prefer one ply. I like it. Here's another thing about double ply is like with single ply, even if I want to like even if I wanted to uh you know uh you know, recreate a two ply with a one ply tissue, so with two one plies I would recreate a, a double ply. It seems like I'm never able to really get the actual consistency of a two ply with two one plies. It just seems I, to I, it seems to like it, it consistency. It, it, you know why? Because usually with the one plies, the break it's so easy to break off at different spots that are not on the perforation. And that happens a lot with one ply. And so what ends up happening is you're using, uh, for me actually, a lot of times I end up using more tissue because um, I end up breaking it at, at the wrong point in the tissue, you know? Well, maybe you have a point on that. Maybe you have a point in that. However, I will say 
that because there are many more sheets per roll, even if it's 500, let's say it's because it's double ply you have, you know, then let's just say, okay, it's 500 sheets of double ply for an 1,000 roll, right, of one ply, so it would make 500 sheets of two ply. It's still much more than you get like 100 some odd sheets for your roll. 250, right? 250. It's not, I, I would inevitably have to use, I, I would have to change the roll more often, which is a hassle. I don't want to have to do that, especially if I'm in the mid, middle of using the bathroom. Not know? the way I have it set up. What? I always go into the bathroom like... With a new roll? No, no. making sure that I have enough toilet paper that's going to last me till the end of the session. Like, yeah, like but I, even I, still, I don't ever go on to an, another roll, almost never, because I know, oh, this roll is going to be thick enough to last me till okay, the end Okay, what of the happens session. if it's almost through with that roll? You're saying... What you're telling me is, what happens to that excess roll then? I don't understand. What do you mean? Okay, it's a little different for Nikki because I keep my roll on the actual, you know, uh, device. Oh, that that, people don't care about this. Well, I'm just saying, but I you keep know it what? on if the you device wanna, that, If you want to plan ahead, bring another roll in there with you. That's keep it not, to the side. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Then I got to, like the little device that has the roll on it, you know, so, you know what I'm talking about? The I little, do. The stick. So what's your point? I don't want to have to change that midway session. Mid Why do you have to change it? You don't have to change it midway session. You just keep it with you on your lap or something. That's still changing it. I would have to change it mid session. Why do you have to change it mid session? I don't understand what you're talking I, about. If you finish the roll that's on the little thing, if you finish that, just move on to the next roll and change it after you're done with the session. I don't like that. It's more comfortable to have my hands free. You know, I just... Not me. I actually find it more comfortable to have the toilet paper in my lap. Uh, I, don't, it's I, don't, like, I don't like it. It's like, oh, I really just feel like I have more control over it when it's in my lap. When it's on this little contraption thing, I feel like, oh, oh, I'm, I, I accidentally let too many things, too many sheets roll It doesn't out. happen in our particular... Now, Nikki might be correct on certain bathrooms, but our bathroom... That little contraption thing is right next to the toilet. It's very conveniently placed. I know, and but it doesn't happen on you that. know what though? I still just it's it's almost comforting to have this roll in my lap. I don't like it because it, if some for some reason, you know, you know, your hand's getting very close to, you know, the butthole area when you're wiping, I don't want you know, it's it's much easier to be cleaner about it. You know, if, when it's not. I in guess, my lap, but I just I don't like, like to be. Touching, I feel like I'm very clean about touching it. the fresh clean roll with a hand that might have touched things. I just you know, I'm by very the way, about just, washing my hand on a afterwards. Quick by the way. side note: for we've known a couple people in the past to have not washed their hands after going number two. You know, and they do that in the regular. Please, that is so like insensitive to other people. It's very gross. Just wash your hands. It's not that hard to wash your hands after you go poo. I mean, just do it. You know, you know, just make people feel more comfortable. You, I guarantee, you'll feel more comfortable if you wash your hands after. I mean, they that. tell that to. There's a reason they tell that to. You know, restaurant employees. Cooks, restaurant employees because. To wash it your hands has after caused sicknesses, restroom, actually. You know? you know, there's a reason for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be touching other things. You're subjecting other people to your gross germs. Right. When you touch things. Right, it's like, you- okay, 
fair enough. Okay, if you don't want to do it for yourself, that's fine. But why you shouldn't impose that upon other people? Yeah, you know? I mean, especially if you live with other people too. I mean, you're inevitably going to come into contact with uh, public use things, and if that is the case, and that is most like most likely going to be the case, if you haven't washed your hands, you are subjecting other people to your gross germs. Even if you think that you're doing you a good touch job, anything. you didn't touch anything. You never know. You're in the surrounding area. You're in that area, and, and you don't know what can fly off. Especially the way most people wipe, where they don't you. They're also, not thorough about it. Especially, they definitely might have. Especially with the way a lot of toilet paper texture is, it will break up and create a linty kind of thing. The lint could go onto your hand. Exactly. I mean, I'm very thorough about washing my hands afterwards. I'm very thorough I mean, about washing my hands in general. Not well, only I know pe- with like wa- washing for, you know, 17 seconds or scrubbing for 17 seconds. But I also am so thorough that I want to make sure I get all the soap off. I'm very thorough with it because okay. I don't like the idea of having soap on my hands okay. after that. Okay. You know? Well, I also, I'll get under the nails. Sure. Yeah. I'll get under the nails, especially after wiping, you know, that, that the hand I wipe with, you know, you want to get under the nails. Oh, well, too. I uh, there's only one finger nail for me that would come in, that would potentially come into contact with that. You never know, man. No, so why, why do I need to use the other nails? They're not coming. Yeah, but you just said your argument was that it's coming in close proximity. Sure, yeah, I get what you're saying. Now, anyway, with that said, um, you know, some people might consider us kind of germaphobic. So, but, but come on, it's not, it's germaphobic, not germaphobic to, to say wash your hands, wash your hands after, after you. you go poo. I mean, come on, like, really? Seriously, I mean... You know, just and do I us know, all a favor and I do know that. some people, you know, get by like that and they don't get sick, but it's you just may imposing other people, though, you know, and clearly people get sick when people don't wash their hands and they're and let cooking me tell you, and can stuff. Can I just say something? Can, yeah. People say, people always tell us, um, and I'm definitely not as germaphobic as Max might be, but um, but people always say, you know, if you let up more germs into your life, you won't get sick so often, you'll build up an immunity. But you know what? We don't get sick that often anyway. Like, I don't, I, I may get a cold. Yeah, knock. Just knocking on wood is wood. Knock on wood. But, you know, it's like we might get a cold once or twice a year. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, pretty much the extent of the sickness. Knock on wood. But, I mean, you don't have to, you know, it's like, you you have your way of being comfortable. I have mine, but I'm just saying, if you want to make everybody feel comfortable, just wash your hands after you go poo. That's all I'm saying. You know. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent, somewhat having to do with toilet paper because of the texture that's used. Now, um, uh, whatever. Okay. But there's you know there's a lot. I will say for a while I liked um, uh, Charmin. I thought that was good, uh, a good brand. But I will say that even gets that a bit has too linty. much linty. Gets, it's gets too linty. linty. Same with Kirkland, which is Costco's brand. It'll get a little bit too linty, even Look, though it's it's a very I'll good tell deal. You what it's doesn't very get good linty deal. Is the big roll from Walgreens one ply? Oh, no, also uh, tough. Uh, the current texture for tough from Wa- from Walgreens slash Dwayne. By Reeves. the way, even still though, those things do break apart. It, it's just in, the best one is Kleenex kind of t- tissue, I, I, in my opinion, which does have a lint- lintiness to it too. 
but it breaks apart so little that I wish, you know, I mean, I, I, like you said, though, maybe, I mean, can you put it down the toilet? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I not, think, not though, Kleenex, but I think the Trader Joe's brand, you can. I, if you can, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I know, but I, I feel like, are you really getting it? It's, is it? it's not worth the money it is, you know? Oh, maybe it's expensive. Well, maybe it is, actually. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll check that out. We'll look into it. No, we'll I don't think it. it is. I think I, you get 100 tissues per box and it's like a dollar something for a hundred tissues. That's not quite oh, worth it. That's maybe not. Well, I mean, if you were rich. The thing is though, each tissue though is quite the surface area. I will sure. say actually. And it's very, it's I know, but you're forced to use that whole tissue when you could be economizing it's and true. it's hard to break that up. As you said, you know, and it's like, you well, but with that said, I, I only use one of those at a time though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Anyway, one last thing to uh, touch up on, uh, concerning toilet paper is color. Now, you would normally think this wouldn't matter, but actually but it, does. it does. It does. The reason being is oftentimes you might be in a bathroom that might have dimmer lighting, and sometimes you need to be able to see what's on the tissue to see you if you're done sure, wiping. You want to make sure there is no brown whatsoever. Right. And, and sometimes you might confuse, uh, this might be a little embarrassing, but you might confuse brown with red. And because That's sometimes you couldn't, you know, there might be a hemorrhoid situation. And um, if it's dim lighting, then you can't tell if it's if that's brown or if it's red. If it's red, you want to stop wiping at that point. I mean, you know, but. That's anyway, an that's, that's another but topic. That's another thing. But, but color, it matters. You want to make opinion. sure there's no brown on there. White and is just the best. White is the best. If you get like a blue roll or a pink roll it's going to be hard to tell like if there's something there well, it's still. harder to tell it's harder to tell so i mean it, ultimately it's not the uh, and and white also, is the predominant color for sometimes people for, get this like sort of recyclable this recycled one and it has these like markings markings on it, on it and it's like well that's also more of a camouflage it's confusing you know? it's, it's confusing. confusing it's like okay did that come from my behind or is it just you know that the tissue is that that comes from somebody else's behind and it was recycled onto yeah, that. Yeah, and also that's another thought to consider. But anyway, you know, the predominant you know color for toilet paper is white, and it should be you know as right. And also, definitely no pat. Like sometimes it might not be colored, but it might have colored prints on them. You know, and that's oh, also oh yeah, I don't that's like even that. that's the worst actually. You know, but I don't really come across those these days I mean, anymore. At least for me, I don't. You know. Well, I know I'm just trying to. That's just another caveat to the sure, discussion yeah, you, you don't want to you don't want to get that anyway i think that's about it yeah uh, any final words i think the final word is you know uh you know no matter what no matter which kind of toilet paper you prefer make sure you're thorough make and sure, sure to wash your hands after you go number two yeah and i you know and number one, two. I mean, and number one, two. Just to you know, just go. You know, just wash them hands. You know. You know. I understand you may not even be touching anything when you're going number one. I mean, I don't. But you know, it's like, I don't know. You know. But you yeah. know, that's you know, you might have your thing about that. But number two, especially, just please wash your hands. Be thorough and wash your hands. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. Keep tuning in.